Rinker came to town three weeks later. She had driven her own car from Wichita, then rented two different colored, different make cars from Hertz and Avis, under two different names, using authentic Missouri driver's licenses and perfectly good, paid-up credit cards. She stalked Barbara Allen for a week, and finally decided to kill her on the interior steps of a downtown parking garage. In the week that Rinker trailed her, Alan had used the garage four times, and all four times had used the stairs to get to the Skyway level. Once in the Skyway, she'd gone straight to an office with the name Star of the North Charities on the door. When Rinker knew that Alan was not at Star of the North, she'd called and asked for her. I'm sorry she's not here. Do you expect her? She's usually here for an hour or two in the morning just before lunch. Thanks. I'll try again tomorrow. Barbara Allen On the last of the three unluckiest days of her life, she got out of bed, showered, and ate a light breakfast of raisin bran and strawberries. With Hale for a husband, it paid to watch her figure. As the housekeeper cleared away the breakfast dishes, Alan turned on the television to check the Dow Jones opening numbers, sat at her desk and reviewed proposed charitable allocations from the Star of the North Charities Trust, then, at 9.30, gathered her papers, pushed them into a tan coach briefcase, and headed downtown. Rinker, in a red Jeep Cherokee, followed her until she was sure that Alan was heading downtown then passed her and hurried ahead. Alan was a slow, careful driver, but traffic and traffic lights were unpredictable, and Rinker wanted to be at least five minutes ahead of her by the time they got downtown. Rinker had picked out another parking garage, also on the Skyway system, a little less than a two-minute fast walk from the killing ground. She wheeled into the garage, parked, walked to her own car, which she'd parked in the garage earlier that morning, and climbed into the back seat. She glanced up and down the ramp, saw one man leaving, heading toward the doors. She reached down, grabbed the carpeting behind the passenger seat, and popped open a shallow steel box, which held two Remington twenty-two semi-automatic pistols, silencers already attached on a bed of styrofoam peanuts. Rinker was wearing a loose shift with a homemade elastic girdle beneath it. She pushed the twenty-twos into the wide pockets of the shift, threw another slit cut through the insides of the pockets, and into the girdle. The twenty-twos were held tight against her body, but she could get them out in a half second. With the guns tucked away, Rinker hopped out of the car and headed for the skyway. Barbara Allen, a sturdy German blonde with short, expensively cut hair, a dab of lipstick, a crisp white cotton blouse, a navy skirt and matching navy low heels, went into the stairwell of the 6th Street parking garage at 9.58 a.m. Halfway down, she met a small woman coming up, a redhead. As she passed her, looking down, the other woman smiled, and Alan, who knew about such things, looked at the top of her head and thought, Wig. That was the last thing she thought on the unluckiest day of her life. Rinker, climbing the stairs, had mistimed it. 
She knew the lower ramp was clear and wanted to take Alan low, but Alan came down the narrow steps slowly, and Rinker, now in plain sight, didn't feel she should stop and wait for her, so she continued climbing. Alan smiled and nodded at her as they passed, and as they passed, Rinker pulled the right-hand twenty-two, pivoted, and fired it into the back of Alan's head from a range of two inches. Alan's hair puffed out as though somebody had blown on it, and she started to fall. The silencers were good. The loudest noise in the stairwell was the cycling of the pistol's action. Rinker got off a second shot before Alan fell too far, then stepped down to the sprawled body and fired five more shots into Alan's temple. As she stepped away from the body, ready to head down the stairs, a cop came through the door in the stairwell above them. He was in uniform, a heavy guy carrying a manila folder. Rinker had thought about this possibility, a surprise from a cop, though she had never experienced anything like it. Still, she'd rehearsed it in her mind. Hey, the cop said. He put up a hand, and Rinker shot him. <laughs>